For those of you that don't know Brother Seals, his wife is, well, she's halfway in labor right now. Amen. She is back in Indiana waiting for him to get home. Uh, she started having contractions this morning, and she is pushing up against the, what, 40 weeks, 41 weeks, something like that. Amen. So she's not here with him. Amen. But we are so thankful that he's following after the Lord is here today, and we know he's got a word from God. Amen. So his family is pregnant in more ways than one. Amen. So why don't you come and deliver, pun intended, what God has laid on your heart. Amen. Let's lift our hands to heaven all over this house right now. Come on, I said, Lord, we love you today. Lord, we magnify you right now. Come on, the presence of God is in this sanctuary right now. Come on, somebody. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, the healing hand of God is in this sanctuary right now. Come on, nothing's too big, nothing's too small for God to do in this house tonight. Come on, with a little bit of faith can take you a mighty long way in this congregation tonight. Come on, I want you to lift your voices right now. The presence of the Lord is in this house today. The glory of God is in this house today. Come on, somebody. The hand of God is in this house today. That's it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Very evident. Amen. The presence of the Lord is in this place amen and i've came with expectations have been to believe that god is going to do a mighty work amen and no matter where i go no matter where i preach i always have that mindset uh, that god is going to do a great work amen never do i walk into the congregation or no, nor do i walk into any church with a mindset of just just to be there because when god shows up anything can happen and I'm sure you know that. I'm sure we felt, amen, of uh, the hand of God that's in this sanctuary right now. And I believe here in this next couple of moments, God wants to heal. Amen. God wants to heal. And I believe some healings is going to take forth, amen, here in these next couple of moments. If you would stand with me for the reading of the word, amen, Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 6, verses 6 through 11. Amen. As you're turning, want to give honor to your pastor today. We love him. Amen. This is my first time meeting him, and amen. I just feel, amen. I feel at home here. Amen. There's places that I go that I don't feel so at home. Amen. There's places that I go that I feel a bit uncomfortable. People are weird. <laughs> but you're not weird. Don't think that I'm calling you weird. You're not weird. People are weird, but you're not weird. Amen. I really feel at home here. Amen. I feel the presence of God. You feel the love of God in this congregation. Amen. And I'm not just saying that. I actually mean that. Amen. I give honor. Amen. To where honors due tonight. Luke chapter 6. Amen. Verses 6 through 11. It says, And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. Just keep that in your mind. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts. You don't even have to say it. He already knows your thoughts this morning. And said to the man which had the withered hand, he said, rise up, stand forth in the midst. And he arose and he stood forth. And Jesus said unto him, 
Jesus said unto him, he said, I, I would ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath day to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? Looking round about upon them all, he said unto the man, stretch forth thine hand. Now, I want you to understand he didn't make him do anything. He gave him a choice. Stretch forth thine hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored whole as the other. And they were filled with madness. They was upset. They were filled with madness and commuted one to another what they might do to Jesus. What they might do to Jesus. Give me a few moments of your time this morning. Amen. Lift your hands all over this house. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you for the lives you're getting ready to touch. We thank you, Lord God, for the miracles that's getting ready to happen throughout this congregation. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that there's anybody that needs the Holy Ghost this morning, that they receive it today. Lord, anybody that needs a miracle this morning, that they receive it today. Lord, anybody that has a need this morning, Lord God, that they don't leave this house the same way they came in, but they leave this house blessed. They leave this house whole. They leave this house filled. They leave this house restored. Lord, have your way in this conversation congregation today. Lord, counsel my words. Let every word that comes out of my mouth, God, let it be orchestrated and let it be ordained of you. And Lord, we won't fail to give you the glory for what you're getting ready to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. Thank you for standing. Amen. You may be seated just for a few moments. You get comfortable on me, hey man, I'm going to preach real long today. Hey man, I've came to the realization, and it didn't take me long uh, to get there. I've been evangelizing for the last six years full time. I've came to the realization that, that the people that comes to the house of God uh, with an expectation to receive something from God has always been the people that leave Feel. They are always the people that leaves healed. They are always the people, amen, that lead with what they need. And I also came to the realization that the people that come to the house of God with the exact opposite mindset, amen, that they don't want nothing and they don't need nothing. You ever met those people, amen, that they come to the house of God, they feel the presence of God, but they don't do nothing about it. Those are the exact people that leave the house of God the same way they came in. I want to ask you a question today. I mean, with the miracles, with the hand of God that is in this sanctuary. Amen. What is it that you need from God today? What is it that you need God to do today? Yes, we know God is a miracle worker. We know God is a way maker. But do you believe that God can work a miracle in your life today? Do you believe that God can make a way in your life today? It's easy to sing the songs. Amen. It's easy to sing along but when your faith, amen, has to activate and I'm sick in my body and there's nothing the doctor can do about it. I got issues in my life. There's nothing the counselor can do about it. I know that I can come to the house of God. I know I can lift my hands and lift my voices unto the Savior. I'm telling you today, I feel the Holy Ghost. There's nothing by any means that cannot happen in this house today. Breakthroughs can happen in this house today. Uh, healings uh, can happen uh, in this house today. 
I feel the Holy Ghost so strong. I'm telling somebody right now, it don't matter how big the situation is. I'm just, amen, laying a foundation for you today. It don't matter how big, amen, the situation is. It don't matter how small the situation is. We done seen God heal headaches. We done seen God heal cancer. There's nothing by any, it's not too big for God. Amen, it's not on another agenda of God. I tell you what's on the mind of God. God wants to do a mighty work in this congregation today. Come on, I'm telling somebody under the sound of my voice, don't you leave this place the same. But when you leave this place, you ought to leave this place healed. You ought to leave this place restored. The man which had the withered hand came expecting as a matter of fact, he was expecting that because the Lord told him to stretch forth thine hand. Now you read it because I read it to you. Amen. He didn't clarify and tell him which hand. Amen. To stretch forth. He just told him to stretch forth his hand. And there was three things that he could have done. And the only thing that he could there was one thing that was going to get him healed. But two things that if he would have done it, that he wouldn't have been healed. Number one, if he would have stretched forth his left hand. If he would have stretched forth his left hand, his left hand would have been pleasing the congregation. They didn't want to see that man healed anyways. The left hand would have been pleasing people. And then another thing he would have done, that if he would have done it, he wouldn't have been healed. If he would have stretched forth both hands, because he would have been trying to please God and the world at the same time. And you can't please God and the world. You got to please all the world. I'm telling somebody in this house right now, hey man, you you gotta come with a made up mind. It don't matter what my neighbor is doing. It don't matter what anybody is doing. I came to magnify God and I came to bless the Lord at all times. Quick decision he had to make. Because if he would have looked at the crowd, they didn't want this man to get his blessing. They didn't want this man to get his miracle. But since when, amen, that what I do, do I affect it on what everybody else is doing? Since when, that me coming to the altar is all of a sudden, amen, if somebody else comes to the altar, I don't care, amen, if I'm the class act, if I'm the class count, I don't care if I stand out in front of anybody because I need something from the, I got to go home with this, not you. I got this sickness, not you. I got to go home like this, not you. So when the opportunity is presented in front of me like it is today, I got to give it everything that I've got. You are crazy if you leave this house the same. You got to give it everything you got. This man did what he needed to do. And he stretched forth that right hand. And when he stretched forth that right hand, he was healed. When he stretched forth that right hand, hey man, he got that miracle. Why did he get his miracle? Because he stretched forth the hand that had all the power. You got one or two things you can do, ma'am. You got one or two things you can do, sir. You can either act like you got it all together and stretch forth that left hand and fake it till you make it. Or you can stretch forth that right hand. Lord, I got issues. Lord, I got problems. Lord, I need some help. Lord, I need a healing from God. That's only two options that you got. But if I were you, under the sound of my voice today, I'll be stretching forth that right hand because the opportunity is right now. Lift your hands right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. 
Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost. Just give me a few more moments of your time. Give me a few more moments of your time. The scribes and the Pharisees came for one thing and for one thing only. And that was to find a issue. That was to find a problem. I mean, they watched him. Whether he'd go heal him on the Sabbath day. So they can actually say, we have a problem. There's something he did that we didn't like. There's always going to be somebody that don't like what you do. That's why when I come to the house of God, I'm not here to please nobody. When I come to the house of God, I'm not here to satisfy nobody. There's always going to be somebody that got a problem with it. They got a problem with my worship. So what? They got a problem with my giving. So what? They got a problem with how radical I am. So what? They don't like the way I lift my hands. So what? They don't like that leap of joy and I shout. So what? I came to a realization that I'm here for God and nobody else. came for one reason and that was to find the issue and when you come to the house of God and you're no longer expecting to receive something from God but then you come expecting to see what you can find hey man you want to find an issue I, brother Shields there ain't nobody that want to find an issue there's always somebody that I've been doing this long enough. There's always somebody. I was preaching a revival. I wrapped it up. I was leaving out the door. Some lady walked up to me, her and her husband, and they looked at me. They said, Brother Seals, you're preaching. It offended me. I said, what, what, what was it about it that offended you? They said, because you read our mail. I said, I don't know you. You don't know me. I could have took it and said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't mean to offend you, but if it offended you, do something about it. If it offended you, pray through it. If it offended you, quit doing it. If it offended you, change your ways. Come on, somebody. If it offended you, you gotta learn to oh God. A few years ago, about last year, I'm preaching a revival in Tennessee. The presence of the Lord was in here, like it's in this place this morning. And I'm preaching this revival, I give an altar call. And I am a fanatic of prayer lines. I love me a prayer line. And I give a prayer line and people begin to come to the altar. And my wife, if she was here, I'd usually have her testify of this. Amen. Because it was a miracle that God done in her life that day. My wife was sick. And no, she wasn't pregnant. I had people asking me, is your wife pregnant? I said, no, 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 no. She's sick. Just because she's sick don't mean she's pregnant. Let's just get that understood. <laughs> and so, uh, hey man, I give a prayer line. My wife, she, she was in her pew. Uh, she was feeling some type of way. Uh, hey man, she couldn't stand. Uh, her body would ache. Uh, she would feel like she's getting ready to get sick. Uh, she was feeling like she was getting ready to pass out. Uh, but she didn't stay in her pew. Uh, she came to the altar. Are you hearing me today? Uh, she didn't stay back. Uh, she could have stayed in the hotel. She just should have stayed all the way home. Uh, but she says, you know what? Uh, she said, I'm sick of going through this. Uh, I'm sick of feeling like this. Uh, I'm coming to the house of God today. Uh, and she gets to that prayer line. Uh, we lay hands on her. Uh, she go back into the altar. Uh, amen. But it was just right over there in the corner somewhere. And she began to pray and begin to seek God. Uh, and people began to lay hands on her and begin to pray for her. And then after that, people got up. And she said, uh, said I was wondering who, 
who had their hand on me said this hand just would not leave the right side of my body where I was hurting at. She said when I looked up, said there was nobody there. She said but when I got up from that altar, she said I didn't feel the same way that I felt when I left. When I got up from that altar, she said, I didn't feel the same way. She said, it wasn't, it wasn't the same. She said, I felt like God touched me. She said, I felt like God healed me. I felt like God did something to me. And so we went out to eat. And she couldn't keep nothing down before. But after that in the own, she was able to keep her food down. She testified about it. How God healed her body in the revival. She testified about it. That if I would have stayed in my pew and been cute like some of the folks were trying to be I, I wouldn't have got anything she testified about what God did in her life hey I don't know how sick you are in your body but the altars are always open I don't know how broken you are in your spirit but the altars are always open but it seems I can stay in my pew but the altars are a whole lot better but it seems I can stay in my pew but these altars are a whole lot better Go in a week two of the revival. Let me drink some water. I can't preach without water. You can preach without water. You're not human. I'm wrong. Week two of the revival. Lady rolls her wheelchair up to me. And she said, Brother Seals, this was two separate. She didn't even know about what my wife then testified about because she wasn't there. The week two of the revival, she comes back. She rolls her wheelchair up to me. She asked for prayer. We pray for her. I left it alone. She comes back to us a couple days later. And she said, I went to the doctor. So when I went to this doctor, she said, I was having, getting ready to have to have surgery. You hear me when I tell you the healing hand of God is in this house today. She said, I was fixing to have to have surgery on my eye. My retina was fixing to be detached. She said, I couldn't barely see out of my eye. She said, it was bad. She said, I went in there for an x-ray. She said, a doctor came in. He said, we're going to have to do another test. He said, I don't know if it's working right. I don't know what's wrong. We're going to have to do another test. And he comes back. They do another test on the young lady. I mean, the older lady. And she she said, uh, she said, a doctor came back in. Uh, he said, I don't know what done happened. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, he said, but everything uh, seemed just fine. Uh, your ashtray don't look like it used to look. Uh, he said, your retina is completely reattached itself. Uh, we never seen that happen before. Uh, she looked at me. She said, Brother Seals, uh, when you guys laid hands on me, uh, she said, there was a hand uh, that would not leave my face. Uh, she said, I felt like God healed me. Uh, I just needed the confirmation. Uh, so I went to the doctor and the doctor clarified it. I just want to testify that God healed me. I just want to testify what God's done in my body. Hey, she could have sat back and played around. She could have sat back and ignored the services. But she came to the altar. Amen. My microphone is lower than low can get. And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The same hand. Do you hear me correctly? You hear me good? Yeah, I hear myself. There we go. The same hand that was on my wife, the same hand that was in that revival, is the same hand that is resting upon this service today. 
I'm telling you right now, give me a second. The same hand that wouldn't leave my wife, the same hand that wouldn't leave that lady, it's the same hand that is in this house right now. But you got something you got to do. You got something you got to do. Is You got to stretch forth that right hand. You got to stretch forth those problems and those issues and those, oh God, help me today. I just feel the healing hand of God. But I want somebody to understand. Don't say, Brother Seals, I can come back next week. I can do this next month. I ain't got that much time. I ain't got that much patience. Amen. The healing hand of God is in this place right now. If God can do it in Tennessee, surely God can do it in Pennsylvania. If God can do it in Tennessee, surely God can do it in the house of prayer. I don't want to faith that. I don't let your faith rise this morning. I want somebody to understand God wants to heal you. God wants to heal your family. God wants to bring your family in. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, you got to stretch for that shit. You got to stretch for that right hand. You need prayer? Come on, let's lay hands on her right now. Right now, come on. I ask you, if you need prayer, don't get distracted by what you see going on. If you need prayer, I want you to begin to get to these altars today. I mean, we're going to lay hands on you, and we're going to believe that God can do a work in your life today. If you need prayer, Brother Shields, I don't want everybody looking at me. It don't matter what everybody's doing. It's you and God right now. I mean, you need prayer. I'm on these altars are open now. You need God to do something. These altars are open now. I'm on right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm on that say, get to these altars. Uh. But when you get to these altars, uh, I want you lifting your voices. Uh. When you get to these altars, uh, I want you acting like you know it. <laughs> That's it. Come on, somebody. You need a healing. Get to the altar. You need to heal and get to the altar. Come on, somebody. You can receive the Holy Ghost right now. You need to get to this altar right now. Come on, get to this altar. Come on. And when you get to this altar, I want you praying. When you get to this altar, I want you seeking God. When you get to this altar, I want you pushing. Come on, lady. Come on, you ain't got to go home like this. Gentlemen, you ain't got to go home like this. That's it in the name of Jesus. The healing hand of God is in this place. Nothing is too big. Nothing too small. Come on, somebody. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Be restored right now in the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on, somebody. Let your faith rise. Let your faith rise right now. How about I want you praying? I want you praying. How about right now? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Your miracle's right here. Your breakthrough's right here. Come on, you want the Holy Ghost. It's right here. That's it. 
touch somebody. Come on. The healing hand of God is here. The miracle working hand of God is here. Come on, receive it now. Receive it now.